0: Welcome back in to the Tide Talk podcast. Uh, Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas and Anthony. Well, I, Anthony, I'm not even going to lie. I forgot how to say your last name again.
1: <laughs> D.J. Sue. Just remember, D.J. Sue. Su. How are y'all doing? Right. Man, we're doing good. How about you? I can't complain. Just keeping myself in quarantine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good. Man, Jake, how are you, like... bud? I'm doing good, man. Just i'm uh i'm one of the fortunate ones that still gets to go to work every day um
0: yeah me too
2: yeah uh my wife has she works for the government so she's been out since all this been going on but uh you know she's still getting a paycheck so that that definitely helps if i'm glad i'm not one of these you're that, welcome cassidy yeah <laughs> and you're right but uh i'm just thankful to have a job still uh i know a lot of people's getting laid off and and getting sent home, there's there's a lot of people who's getting sent home with pay still, but there's still a bunch of others who's getting sent home without pay. So, you know, those those have got to be trying times, right now.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Well, Anthony, how has this kind of changed changed your life uh, with the whole quarantine thing, and uh, you know, school being out, and it's just it's just odd right now. It's an odd time. Well,
1: you know, they canceled all the sports that Thursday right before our spring break. And that's when the ball kind of started dropping. And then I go down to Orange Beach for spring break. And right when I get down there, everything shut down. It was shutting down. I mean, bars, the beaches, restaurants. And so I'm just kind of like, I just kind of had to stay um, stay inside my mother's house basically the whole week, keeping myself quarantined. Um, and yeah. it was, it was kind of eerie the whole time down there, but man, it feels like, I mean, this is my second time on here. And this is the second time we've kind of been in a odd situation. You know, the first time Kobe Bryant had just passed away and now we're in a global pandemic. So I guess, uh, I hope this isn't a bad sign or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I joked with Anthony that, uh, uh, we probably wouldn't have him back on again, uh, considering the two, two events that have occurred right before we were, we record with him. So, uh hopefully this is you know maybe the third time would be a charm and uh yeah. something like this is not going to happen. Or strike again. 3 and
1: you're out. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> uh so what are you through. up to these days? I, I I know you said you're you're in qu- quarantine but you know is uh are are you back home right now or ha- how's all how's life? Yeah,
1: been? so I've moved back to Huntsville for um going to be back here for a while. Um taking it step by step trying to trying to get my job, uh, back up here, but places because of this coronavirus, I mean, places aren't really hiring right now. And so, um, yeah. but kind of just been camping out at home these past couple of
0: days. Well, that's, I, I guess it's, sometimes it's good to be home and sometimes it's not, but, uh, you know, you just got to do whatever's, whatever's best for you. And I hope, I hope everything works out for you, but, uh, let's, I, I as far as me, I guess I can tell a little bit what's happened with me with the whole coronavirus. The worst thing is, and I sound sound like an awful parent, is that it's hard to find a babysitter right now. <laughs> my, you know, I, I still have to go to work. My, my plant's still running. Uh, my wife is a nurse, so she has to be at work, and so it's it's a struggle to to find babysitters and and all that stuff because schools are out and the daycares closed. So. Uh, there's been, a, there's been several days that I've went without sleep, so, <laughs> and work has been crazy, so, uh, that, that's how it's went for me, but, uh, you know, I, like, like Jake mentioned, I am thankful that I can still work and, and get a paycheck because I know there's people that are much less fortunate than, than we are, so, uh, we're obviously thinking of them, and hopefully, uh, our government officials can work together to come up with a, with a plan to, to help the families that are struggling right now. Uh, I know this is a sports podcast, but uh, this is the time that that our country and our politicians should should work together. You know, whether you're Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal, whatever it is, it's, it's time to it's time to work together and, and for the benefit of the American people, because that's what they're there for in the first place.
2: I understand. Yeah.
0: Me and my um, me and my dad were talking about it. And I,
1: I told him so I was when nine eleven happened, you know, I was I wasn't old enough to remember it but i've always told him growing up i wonder what the uh what the world's like on a um on a mass hysteria event like that where like 911 is and then coronavirus dropped and everything starts shutting down and he texted me and said well you wanted your uh your 911 well this is this is kind of a what it was like except this is probably much more worse regards to mass hysteria than uh 911 ever was and um it's kind of crazy how kind of crazy how the whole world is kind of flipped upside down
2: yeah, yeah uh, we, we go, go ahead jack go ahead i was just going to say uh with, with 9-11 it, yeah it it affected all americans but it was just in a centralized uh, centralized area and that was new york but it, it did deeply affect all of america but this right here is affecting every single american in in this great nation so you know th- this is like you said it, it's a more trying time yeah 911 was was terrible there's a lot of families who got who ended up dying and and lost husbands lost brothers fathers you know daughters wives stuff like that but this right here is affecting every single household in America and it's and it's a terrible terrible time right now well yeah
0: and and really it's it's affecting the entire world uh but uh and going back to nine eleven, I'm trying to think how I, I was, I guess twelve or so when nine eleven happened. I was in, uh, yeah. So it, I can't. I mean, I remember. I remember what I was doing. I remember sitting in uh, Miss Harden's class, and mm-hmm. and actually Jake's older sister, who was a teacher at the middle School or the school, uh, came running into the classroom and said that that the World Trade Center had been hit by a plane. So I, I, I remember that like it was yesterday. So but the way that it, it is, it is the, it is kind of the same, but the way that it's different is that I feel like then our country came together uh, in, in a great way over yeah. the next couple weeks and really just months after that. And and I guess since we're all having to be in quarantine, we can't really come together, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in that sense. But it, it feels a little different, but it is the same as far as, the world just being completely turned upside down right now but i guess that's enough of uh of i guess coronavirus talk uh we can yeah. we can talk about some stuff that that we all love and that's some some bama hoops and of course the season was actually cut short uh they didn't get to play their game against tennessee in the sc tournament and uh we all know that they were going to go on and win the SEC tournament and secure their bid in the NCAA tournament. So uh, that that's kind of frustrating. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I had 100 percent confidence that they were going to they were going to win the SEC tournament that
2: this year. I, mean, I grew huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you probably had a little more confidence than me. I can't tell if you're being facetious or not. But, sarcasm uh, okay sarcasm is <laughs> yeah. fine yeah it's a it's a uh, it's a bittersweet thing i mean we knew we were unless we made it all the way to the conference title game and probably ended up having to win the conference title game we weren't making the ncaa tournament um after the miss banner in missouri game the, the team would look done right i was dreading the game against tennessee uh we i mean the team just looked they looked tired fatigued and they just looked they they were out of it. But uh, the sweet part, the sweetness about it, or I should say the bitter part about it, is we don't get to go through March Madness this year, which is, basketball fan or not, it's one of the most exciting times of the year. And Everybody gets to fill out their brackets and everybody, and the madness starts. It's In sports, it's probably the greatest three or four weeks of the year by far.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's my favorite time of the year. I mean, I I prefer it over the Super Bowl, uh, I prefer it over the national championship game in football if Alabama's not in it. <laughs> so, yep. and I mean, it's it's such a great event that your favorite team doesn't have to be in it for you to enjoy it. So it's I, I, I'm missing it, and of course, it'd be going on right now. I think we we have just finished the first weekend, right? I, think I believe so. it was I, I think it was it was supposed to start this last weekend. So, uh. It is what it is, but yeah, it's it is bittersweet. Like you mentioned after the uh, Vanderbilt-Missouri game, you could kind of tell that this team had—I don't want to say they checked out because I, I don't think that's the case, but I—I I think they were just tired. And and truth be told, they—they've they've went through a lot this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've—they have battled so many injuries. Uh, so I—I kind of get it, and I feel bad for Nate that he was kind of dealt that hand in his first year at Alabama. Uh, and you know, he, it, it never seemed to, to, to work for his benefit as far as the roster. And it just, you know, once, once Herb was starting to get healthy, you know, almost back to a hundred percent, then petty goes down and it was just, it was just one domino after another. So it, it's, it's kind of nice to have this season in the books and, uh, you know, we can kind of fo- focus on the future of, of the basketball program, which I know we're all pretty confident in.
2: Oh yeah, yeah I mean, my, go ahead, Jake. No, I'm I just gonna say, yeah, the the future is broad. I've said it a thousand times on here. Um, I, I'm excited, um, and and there there's still people out there who think that Nate Oates is just an average coach. Please, you know, get, turn in your fan card. I mean, we've said it a thousand times. You know, if you just want to be a a straight up, you know, fog and football and gump, that's fine. But but don't don't comment on on other uh, the other sports at Alabama. You know, Nato's when he gets his players in, this team is going to levels that we've never been before. And what I mean by that, I believe he's going to bring national championship to Alabama basketball. Just wait and see, guys.
1: Well, it all starts with the culture change. I mean, Nate uh, Coach Oates was talking about it towards the end of the year. Is there, I mean, the players have not bought into the culture change uh, he wants to implement. But as as you touched on, Stacey, is injuries were um, was what gutted this team. I mean, you go so Herb Jones goes down at LSU after we go on that uh, what was a four game winning streak. And then you lose a gut-wrencher to Arkansas, which you can argue with Herb. You win that game, plus the Tennessee game, both at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, no, the Texas A&M game at um, home, you can argue with a 100% Herb. You win that game. Uh, then go down to Mississippi State. John Petty gets hurt early in the first half. You argue when that game of John Petty doesn't get hurt because he was hot early and then by the time you get to Vanderbilt the, you're running we were running seven man rotation kyra is playing 40 minutes a game and the team's exhausted and all, you can almost say checked out a little bit
0: yeah they were just they were gassed i mean that, by the time they got to the the last week of the season they were just completely gassed and and and, and maybe the 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 series of injuries kind of Kind of get, I guess it was kind of a mind game with them, you know, kind of like, man, this this just not our year. It's, and I hate to use the word checked out because it sounds negative, but, uh, you know, it, it did seem like they they just kind of they kind of lost focus. And uh, I mean, you, you you don't lose to Vanderbilt at home uh, without. I mean, th- that first half w- was bad. I don't yeah. even think I don't even think <laughs> Jake and myself recorded a podcast talking about that game because it was the first half was just. Uh, it was it was atrocious. There was zero effort on the defensive end of the floor. So uh and I'm not sure if you were if you were there that night or not, Anthony, but that was just uh that, that, that oh, game, the Vanderbilt sticks, game yes, that game just sticks out yeah, to I me was, as, uh, I was there. man, that was that that was like that was a black eye. <laughs> uh
1: and then you go up to Missouri and you score fifty points in a game, which I mean is the least amount of points we've scored all season, I believe. Right. I mean, 50 points, and you score it was 20 in the first half. And the team, that's inexcusable. Granted, I mean, you're on the road in the SEC, but uh, it's Missouri, you, you don't – you score 50 points. That's not a yeah. – you don't win – that's unacceptable. That's very
0: unacceptable. I, 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 I don't see how it's even possible to only score 50 points in a game. I feel like us three could score 50 points in 40 minutes. And Kyer I had mean, 18 of those. Kyer right. had 18
1: of those points. So where's the rest of the offense? Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And well, and go right, go ahead, Jake.
2: I'm just going to say, in that game, you know, um, John Petty only had one point. So I mean, it uh, he struggled shooting that game. Uh, Shackford had 13. Um, but uh, well, what, what 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 more can you say about Shackford this this year, man? He's he he was absolutely he coming to his own as a freshman, and next year with him uh, getting heard back. Man, I'm you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be better times. I'm just I'm just telling y'all.
1: Shackelford without a doubt put up a uh, put up a season where you could argue that he should have been SEC freshman player of the year. I mean oh, he, he, he and he was the most progressed on the defensive end of the floor. He was he was averaging down a stretch, 20 points a game. I mean, I'm excited. I hope Shackelford is a guy that ends up staying four years because he is going to be a force. And him and uh, JQ in the backcourt
0: next year would be very, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, you, do you think Kyra comes back, or do you think he's gone? No, he's
1: gone. If uh, he, he's smart, he's gone. He, yeah, he yeah. He's borderline lottery pick, I'm not sure. But he's a first-rounder, without a doubt, and Kyra's gone. Um, that's really, outside of transferring, that's the only one that's probably going to go – I've been hearing rumbles about Petty maybe being gone, but now that he can't participate in the combine, there's probably more likely he comes back. Um, I can see Reese transferring. Raymond Hawkins already announced he's transferring. Um, Mm -hmm. Outside of that, everybody else is up in the air, but I could see a couple more guys transferring as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just kind of real quick before we kind of move on to a little bit of, you know, kind of, what we're fisting to do is talk a little bit about the future of the program. But, uh, just if, if you had to pick somebody that was the most improved player, you know, this, this season, who, who would you go with?
2: You want to answer that first, Anthony? You can go ahead, Jake. I, I would say it was Herb Jones. I mean, um, we, we know, uh, his defensive prowess is, is amazing. Um, but but what he does, I mean, he, he, his jump shot, it seemed like it started getting a little bit better. Uh, I think he made a couple uh, uh, threes, uh, you know, uh, late in the year. Uh, but, but, you know, he, he's just, he, he just continues to improve uh, year after year, and, and especially in this system, it fits him a little bit better, and, and he showed out this year.
1: Yeah, I'd have to go. It's either between Jaden Shackelford or John Petty. I kind of mm-hmm. want to lead uh, more to John Petty because um, years past, you only saw him excel in the offensive end of the floor in my opinion. with a, really, if you want to look at it, it's three point shooting. I mean, if he was off of the three point line, he't going to get um, that much production out of him, but um, this year he was doing it on both ends of the floor. He was grabbing rebounds. Um, he was driving the lane much better. He had to be a little bit of a force, more of a force down low with his height because we didn't have that much height. But uh, when he started doing that, it opened it up more on the, the um, three-point line. Later in the SEC, uh, he kind of struggled a little bit with the three-point shot. Then he goes hurt, gets hurt. But it was a long stretch uh, through the schedule where he i mean, he, he was unguardable. I remember the Samford game when he, hit, when he dropped like 45, hit like 10 threes. And um, that was a very exciting time to watch John Petty down that stretch for me.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'd either have to go with JP or or, or Shaq and and I I was going to go with JP since you go since you did. I'll, I'll go with Shackford, and and you kind of talked about it. The the biggest improvement was early on in the season. You could tell that it was a struggle for him to to, to guard uh, quicker perimeter players, but then as the season progressed, uh, he he was able to, to guard a little better, and uh he, he always seemed like a guy that was. Pretty much engaged in every game. So, and and you know the offensive game was going to come. He he was probably one of our most consistent scorers. I guess I think he was second in the team in scoring. I think it's what he finished. So uh, behind Kyra, but he he was he just improved the from the beginning most consistently from the beginning to the end of the season. He was just a just a steady guy. He just you could you could watch him every game and, and see how you know he was just getting better and better and better. So. Uh, but but JP was the same way, and you talked about how uh, you know he he had to use some 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 post play on the offensive end to to make up for the lack of size that we had, and you know honestly for a guy his size he has some pretty good moves in the post. I mean, and he has a really good hook shot, uh, and and he's got he's so long that he's able to get over defenders and, and make that hook shot. So uh, I hope he does come back and he, he continue to work on his game because I think he can play in the NBA. But I do think he needs another year in college.
1: Well, the yeah. thing that's keeping him from the NBA right now is a consistent jump shot, right? I mean, you've seen the spurts where, like, this guy couldn't miss from half court right now. But the problem is you have to be like that consistently in the NBA. And good thing about him is uh, he can create his own shot. And he doesn't have to really bring the ball up because that's also another weak point of his is um, his ball handling. But, um, off ball, off ball's is creating his own shot and he's, if he can get that consistently, then he, um, he's an NBA player without a doubt.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he has the length and, and the, and the athleticism to, to defend the, the two or the three in the NBA. And then, and like you said, if he, if he, if he just has a little bit more of a consistent shot, uh, he'll be a, he'll be a good role player in the NBA. So, uh. So it looks like probably you know as far as a guy that we can look forward to watching the league is Kyra and uh, you know honestly in SEC play he was probably our most improved player. The, mm-hmm. Before SEC play, I mean he was playing really well, but in SEC play he was he was a dominant player. I mean and like you could almost make the case for for Shaq being uh, freshman of the year. I mean it, it's almost plausible to make an argument for Kyra as SEC player of the year. I mean he he was. One of just a handful of guys in the country that that averaged eighteen plus points, five plus rebounds, and five plus assists a game. I mean, he was a he was a stud for this team.
2: Oh, no doubt. You know, he yeah uh, you know, he's he, he's he's been a great uh, point guard for us, and uh, it's going to be a shame to see him leave. Uh, I mean, there is a small, very small chance he comes back, but like Anthony said. Um, He's uh, projected as a lottery pick. I, I see him gone, but you know JQ coming coming back uh, and leading the offense. I, I have no doubt that uh, that there's not going to be much of a uh, you know not not going to be a drop off per se.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing uh to seeing JQ play and uh, seeing what he can do in, in in NATO's system because much like Kyra, this is a system that's. That's going to be very beneficial to him. Uh, you, you can tell how much better this system fit Kyra than what Avery was trying to run last year, and uh, yeah. I think it's going to kind of be the same thing with uh, with JQ. Uh, but kind of looking forward to uh, to next season. <laughs> Hopefully, we have a next season. Who knows how long this virus thing is going to last? <laughs> but uh, just kind of looking ahead. Uh, right now, there's there's obviously. Uh, uh, one commitment in the class, and that's uh, Keon Ambrose. Uh, so, uh, I don't know how much y'all have watched on him, but uh, what I've watched on him, you know, there's I've watched four or five minute highlights of him, two or three different ones, and I, I like his game. He's he's a six eight guy that can extend the defense. Uh, he looks like he can rebound pretty good. That's to me. It, it, when you're talking about and you know recruiting and, and the transfer portal, we really need somebody that can rebound the basketball. Uh, to me, that's it, 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 a big that can rebound the basketball. We got a lot of, you know, with so many with the threes that are shot now, you can get a lot of long rebounds, and, and Alabama does a good job of that. But as far as somebody that you can count on to get you eight rebounds from the paint, we, we didn't have that guy, and, and we really need that guy. Well, Juwan Gary coming off injury is
1: definitely going to help that, uh, Keon Ambrose for sure is going to be a big force coming, coming back, um, or not coming back, but coming into the system. He definitely can spread out the defense a little bit. He's, um, I haven't really watched much of his highlights, but uh, he sounds like he kind of meshes well into that, uh, NATO system. He's gonna, he can battle down low and he's got an outside shot. Um, he can, he's a stretch four. um, that's all I really know about him, but um, it sounds like he's going to mesh well right, um, right in with the Nato system pretty well, and hopefully we can get uh, Josh Primo reclassified and committed with us. I know he's got a couple of crystal balls um, with us. Uh, if we can get those two guys and maybe a guy or two from the transfer portal, uh, I think they'll chalk it up as an A-plus recruiting year for um, Nate Oates, Will, and the, and the staff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If, if he can land Primo along with Ambrose, even if that's that's all they get, and which I, I see them obviously getting somebody from the transfer portal, because uh, I imagine there's going to be obviously Raymond Hawkins has already said that he's going to transfer, and I imagine there'll probably be at least one more and maybe a couple more. You, you never know. Uh, so, but but landing Primo would be. Amazing and and like you said, that would be an A plus effort for for Nate Oates in his first true class uh, at Alabama. And you know, speaking of, of the transfer uh, portal, uh, s- some guys that that album has contacted so far is Landers Nolly the from Virginia Tech, Jamarius Burton from Wichita State, Darius Perry from Louisville, Trey McGowans from Pitt, DJ Carton from Ohio State, Isaiah White from uh, I guess that's Virginia, Justin Turner from Bowling Green. Joshua Morgan from Long Beach State, and Jordan – I think it's Bruner from Yale. I don't know if it's Bruner or Bruner. I'm not, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. But he's, he is one of the, the guys that's most uh, – I guess most highly touted in the transfer portal right now, the guy from Yale. So uh, uh, he, he's a six-eight guy that, that can shoot and uh, w- would fit in the NATO system. I've watched a little bit of him. I've watched a little bit of, of Landers Nolly. But that's about it as far as the guys that are in the portal that Album contacted. But, but, but right now I'm sure Album is focused on Primo, and I, I believe he's supposed to be announcing pretty soon. Uh, I believe it's changed a couple different times, but uh, I hope this don't turn into that. What was what, that running back? Zamir? What, what was that guy's name? That's uh, a running back right now in high school, or was Jake? You know, he's changed his <laughs> tape fifty thousand times from Texas. I can't think of his name. Yeah. I I it. <laughs> Anyways, I, ho- I hope it don't turn into one of those situations. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, uh,
1: go ahead. I'm looking at a tweet from Cecil right now, and um, this is from Nate Oates' teleconference earlier today that um, three of our guys are going to likely explore the NBA draft. Uh, he didn't name names, but I'm guessing that's Kyra. Uh, Kyra, Herb, and Petty. I guarantee you Kyra signs an agent, and I wouldn't believe Herb or Petty will sign an agent, which will give them the option to return. Right. Um, but if, if you lose – I don't – Herb's not going. I don't think Petty's going. Kyra's gone. But if you lose those three guys, you've got you to gotta get a, a guy or two out of, um, out of the portal. Which um, Absolutely. From what I've heard, I mean, Oates did – got a um, couple of his Buffalo teams that made runs in the NCAA tournament. They relied heavily on uh, transfer portal
0: guys. Yeah. So, well, and, and I think, I think, you know, a place like Alabama, when you're not, you know, quote unquote blue blood in basketball, uh, well, I mean, you even look at places like Duke, they, every once in a while, they, they they dip into the portal. I mean, uh, Seth Curry, he, he started out at, at Davidson and then went to, to Duke. So, uh, the, the portal has opened up a whole new thing for, for recruiting and, you know, it's almost like free agency for college athletics. So uh and and I'm sure the coaches it's a love hate relationship with the coaches because uh you got guys always wanting to leave, but then uh on the flip side you got guys that you didn't think you could get that are now all of a sudden available. So it's you know, it's it's kinda of a two edged sword situation. But hopefully and I, I have confidence in Nate that uh he, he can he can land uh whatever he needs to land to fill fill out the roster. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds.
1: And Kentucky had a transfer portal guy that uh, uh, Calipari had big minutes for. And Nate Sestina, who was kind of a bigger guy that had an outside shot and uh, was really a difference maker for them. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, a bunch of these, even these blue bloods are relying um, for for transfer portal guys, uh, whether it's their starters or whether they're – taking minutes off the bench well the
0: the, the great thing especially to me in, in basketball uh, is is the guys in the transfer portal most of the time are going to be uh, guys that have played college basketball for a couple years and you know w- with the one and done situation uh, in in college basketball it's it's nice to bring a veteran in when you got you know maybe you got two or three freshmen coming in that are you know pretty highly ranked you know like a like a Kentucky does and uh then you got a good veteran in there that's a that's a transfer guy that that kind of kind of holds the team together and kind of leads the team on the court so uh, th- that's that's a very beneficial thing for 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 programs so i i like the transfer pro- portal i wish it was a little more uh, uh i guess black and white on who's gonna be eligible and who's not uh but you know that's that's a topic for another day but if y'all don't have anything else to add uh i feel pretty confident we we covered everything uh bama hoops wise yeah anthony you got anything to add bud
1: uh, no i don't got anything to add um the off season should be should be interesting i know they've um they've de- ugh, they've delayed uh recruiting visits uh for a while because of the coronavirus um hopefully you know we get football season hopefully we eventually get baseball season back um we should i mean there's we, who knows what's gonna happen in the future basketball season should be ready to roll once uh once all this blows over um but other than that no i i'm excited for what um what the future holds under the NATO and under the nate oates era
0: yeah we're, yeah. we're definitely looking forward to it uh Jake, you, you got
2: anything you want to add before we, before we head out? Mm, no, I'm just going to say real quick that, um, you know, y'all touched on it, but uh, there's a lot of talent that didn't get to play this year, uh, like dwan Gary and uh JQ and Rojas. So I'm excited to see what how they're going to be beneficial to the team going, going forward as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I hate that we didn't get to see those guys this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think the the average, uh, Bama basketball fan realizes uh, what it meant not to have Rojas or Gary this season. I, I try to I try not to mention JQ with those guys because we wasn't for sure if if he was going to get to play or not. We we never did know. So I think you had to prepare for him not to play. But I mean, uh, Nate Oates was prepared to to get major minutes from Rojas and Gary. So. Uh losing those two guys was very, very detrimental to the team. And, uh, and you know, uh, Anthony mentioned how how Gary was going to be a guy that could rebound the ball uh, for us. And uh, obviously Rojas is a guy that, that Nate had been recruiting for a couple of years when he was at Buffalo. So uh, uh, it, it really did hurt the team losing those two guys. And then not getting the waiver for JQ was just kind of a, I guess, icing on the cake. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you had four—you had four scholarship guys not playing.
1: Like Raymond was just not playing because he wasn't—he wasn't ready for that level. JQ because he got denied in the NCA, and then Rojas and uh, Gary because they both tore their ACL before the season started. And so you're already down four scholarship players. Plus we were having injury—injury injury problems. I mean, you could rant about this all day long. We—we we were just dealt the worst hand in our first year when we had actually very a lot of potential to make a run. And Nate first year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think that's all we. Got. Oh, and, you there? uh, yeah. All
2: right. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Uh, while uh, you there for a second, my bad. <laughs> all right. Well, Hey, uh, Anthony,
0: we appreciate you jumping on with us, man,
1: man. Appreciate y'all having me on once again. Uh, whenever y'all want me i'm i'm always i'm always here
0: well, yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have you on again soon and uh i i hope that we have some recruiting news or transfer news pretty soon uh that we can talk about and, and when we when that news does happen we'll definitely get you back on and we Sounds can great guys. we can we can uh roll and uh our love for nate oats and what we hope the next season can produce for us as album and basketball fans,
1: yeah. Let's hope the uh tables get turned and maybe maybe next year we can lift
0: the curse of this, this ragged I don't even know what you <laughs> want to call it, but this curse it's all uh, it's it'll be it's got to be over one of these days,
1: yeah. One would think,
0: <laughs> all right, Anthony. Well, before we go, uh, uh, uh. We we do want to say thanks to Anthony for being on with us. Uh, uh, it's a lot of fun to to have, you know, somebody else on. And not that I don't enjoy talking with Jake, but uh, <laughs> it's always nice to have a different perspective.
2: Yeah. yeah Anthony, man, where,
1: uh, uh, blast, guys.
2: Yeah. Anthony, where can uh, – if they haven't followed you yet, uh, where can they catch you out on Twitter?
1: You can always come find me on the Twitters at, at ADIGESU10.
2: There you go. And as always, you can catch me on at Jake Thomas Tide. Stacy, where can they find you at? Uh, you can catch me at Blackwood89, and you can follow our
0: podcast Twitter feed at TideTalk underscore pod.
2: There you go. Well,
0: I think that's all we got for tonight, guys. And we hope everybody has a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and roll tide.
2: Roll tide.
1: Roll tide, guys.